0: you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today I am joined by special guest Amber Furman. Amber is an attorney, speaker, success success architect, and a podcaster. She is a criminal defense lawyer and immigration lawyer. She has her own firm in Las Vegas, and we're going to be talking about all that she's doing to help professionals design their best lives and live it. So, Amber, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned in the bio, I am a practicing attorney. I have my own law firm where I practice criminal defense and immigration in Las Vegas. I also have a business coaching and consulting company as well as and NLP, which is Neuro Linguistics Programming Training Company. And I host the podcast called More Than Corporate. All of those things came out of a desire to grow beyond the life that I thought the law was going to provide for me that it didn't. And I can go a little bit deeper in that if that's where you want to take the show. I started teaching and and mindset and growing through my own personal struggles. And I realized that there was so much to share with others, which is where the coaching and training company came from.
0: Yeah, go a little bit deeper in that, because you talked about how you thought that magical moment was going to happen, but it never did. And, and you discovered that your identity, all it was is being an attorney. So definitely talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think that it's pretty common with people in postgraduate professions, and it's definitely not exclusive to postgraduate professions. So this idea that if you work hard enough and you accomplish enough stuff that you're going to feel enough of a sense of success to take away all the pain, trauma, and hurt that you haven't wanted to deal with in your life is something that I think plagues more people than they want to admit. And I always tell people that the most dangerous thing about tying your idea of success to an external event is that you just might hit it. And when you do, that's a problem because you've been operating under this model of the world where hitting that definition of success creates this freedom for you. And when you hit it and all of your problems are still there and the trauma is still there and you have the same pain and internal feelings that you get to now deal with, you just deal with them at a higher level of success, you lose your way of operating in the world. So for me, particularly, it happened in 2016. I had an immense amount of of loss in my life. I started You know, going back as far as I can remember. My first experience with death was when I was eight, my 16-year-old cousin committed suicide. When I was 16, my 37-year-old uncle committed suicide. And when I was 18, my dad was killed in a work-related accident. In between those two or those The ages of eight and 18, I went to numerous funerals for other family members who had passed away. And without realizing it, I had created this belief that building relationships was futile because people weren't going to stick around. I thought that if I just became successful enough in my career, that rest of the pain that I didn't want to feel would go away. And to me, that was a six-figure income and a law degree. And in 2016, I hit my six-figure income in the legal profession and my world just shattered because it doesn't work that way. You still have to do the work and you still have to deal with the trauma. I feel like there are a lot of people out there chasing academic success and numbing with professional accomplishments, thinking that they'll take away the pain that they don't want to deal with through the trauma in their life.
0: I, th- I think that's so true. So, what what tips can you give people who want to take control of their lives and not just, like you say, numb themselves with their success or or whatever it is they use?
1: Yeah, I think that the most powerful question that anybody ever asked me came in the first, I would say, probably four or five months of therapy. I started going to therapy when I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks in 2016. And all I had ever wanted to be was successful. I remember sitting in my therapist's office telling her that I felt like such a failure. And she looked at me and she said, Amber, you have a six-figure income. You have a law degree. You're the first person in your family to go to college. You live in a city where you don't have any family around you and you take care of yourself and you're well-respected in your field. What does success mean to you? And I said, I don't know. I'm 36, I guess 34 at the time, 34 years old and nobody's ever asked me that question before. So I think that that's the biggest thing that people can do is really ask themselves, what does success mean to them individually? And is the path that they're on? Are the choices that they're making professionally and personally going to move them closer to that definition of success? I joke that everybody in the corporate world and, and everybody is obviously this qualifier. This doesn't apply to everybody, but most people in the corporate world or professional service provider settings will look at somebody that's in a C-suite executive spot or a partner in a law firm or the owner of a doctor's office, and they'll say, man, I want that job. But do they take time to look at what their life is like? Do they take time to look at what their relationships are like? Do they ever ask themselves whether they want that life? And that's where we can really start to take control is, what do you want your life to look like? And how do we start to build careers and relationships and make decisions that fit inside the definition of what we really want a successful life to be?
0: Well, speaking of that, tell us what your definition of success is now versus what it was back before you discovered all this how has it changed
1: yeah it's definitely changed you know i would say looking back my definition of success used to be money based and i can only i can only look at that under the lens that i have now because i don't know that I never asked myself these questions. So it's not like I thought, you know, 10, 15 years ago that my definition of success was money. I definitely thought that money would solve my problems and that academic and professional success would solve my problems. So for me, back then, success was all money related. Now, success is freedom, And specifically, the freedom to choose who I spend my time with, where I spend my time. You know, so many people say that they want freedom and they want the freedom to do whatever they want whenever they want. And while that is incredibly freeing, it's not realistic in a world where we have responsibilities and we have meetings that are out of our control. And the more influential we get, the more we have responsibilities that have to be taken care of. So true freedom, in my opinion, is not the absence of things that take up our time. True freedom is control about where every moment of our time is spent and being able to intentionally choose what we do, how we do it, when we do it, and with whom we do it. And to me, that's my true definition of success while I am impacting the lives of others and making a difference in the people around me.
0: Well, talk about the definition between always learning and being. A forever student. What's the difference, Matt?
1: Man, this is one of my favorite topics. I'm so glad you asked this question. I think that there is always things that we can learn. This forever student idea for me is going into every single situation, knowing that somebody, regardless of how much information, knowledge, skills, or education you have that somebody can always show you a perspective that you didn't have before. So this forever student mentality of constantly being willing to go into every experience with open eyes and an open mind and be willing to take in things that we may not have seen when we were experiencing or learning these things through a different lens. And when I say a different lens, I'm talking about our minds. Obviously, we never read the same book twice. We never hear the same song twice. We never watch the same movie twice because we are different people when we watch it a second time because we are now experiencing that different based upon how something has touched us or made something within our mindset shift. Where I think that people get themselves into trouble is by needing a certain amount of knowledge before they feel like they can act. There's this amazing, there's this amazing entanglement and relationship between Acting and being unsuccessful in what you're doing and learning from that and trying again and taking feedback and growing and getting better and then adding in all of the things that you learn from being a forever student. The mistake that people make is they get paralyzed by believing that they have to have all of the information before they can act. And they end up in this forever learning loop where they're not really a student because they're not taking action and making mistakes and learning from those. They're just taking in knowledge that they'll never act on because of fear. And to me, that's the difference between forever learning and being a forever student.
0: Well, let's talk about the 24-hour obstacle course (laughs) endurance race that you do for your clients. Tell us how you got that started and why you do it. And what's that all about?
1: 24
0: hours, no sleep or just let us know about it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely 24 hours, no sleep. And I've only competed in the full 24-hour one once. And I'm getting the itch to do it again. So who knows? Never say never. I actually bought a ticket to it this year. And then with the way that things have gone, I don't think that's going to happen for me this year. But it all started back in 2016. You know, I was broken and I hate that word. I really do. I don't feel like anybody is truly ever broken at the same time. That's how I felt at the time. And. As I'm sitting here, somebody who's always been able to compartmentalize my life, somebody who's always been able to push aside my personal feelings and struggles and whatever was going on emotionally to focus on my career. And for the first time in my life, I couldn't work and I couldn't focus and I couldn't, like, there were moments I felt like I had to remind myself to breathe, to take in air. And it seemed like just existing was a struggle. And as I was going through, That experience, a friend of mine invited me to go to a workout in the park with him. And this was something that was so out of the norm for who I was at the time. And because of that, it didn't carry with it any of the expectations of this old life that I had built for myself. So I went to this workout in the park. And for 90 minutes, I cried. Um, It was awful and amazing at the same time at that workout though, I met the person who would eventually become my obstacle course trainer. And the more that I spent time with him, the more that he would convince me that I was capable of doing more than I ever thought possible. And this was before I found the coaching world and my mentor. And before I got my first business coach, he really was my first true mindset coach that I ever met. So I told him that I had been wanting to do some mud runs and get myself out there and be more physically active. And he convinced me to try a tough mudder. And I did one. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with what Tough Mutter is, it's a obstacle course that's designed around capitalizing on your weaknesses and fears in a way to help you come out on the other side stronger. So there's heights, there's electricity, there's water, there's cold, there's mud, there's walls to climb. It's incredibly empowering. And as I really delved into this world of obstacle course racing, I got invited to be a pit crew for my trainer as he ran a 24-hour race in 2016. And I wanted to see what it was all about. So I showed up and as his pit crew, my responsibilities were making sure that he had everything that he needed to successfully and safely complete the next lap of this five mile course that he was going to go on each time that he finished five miles. So you would start, you'd go around five miles, you'd be able to come to your tent, you'd get some food, some nutrition, get whatever else you needed. And that's where my job was at before he went back out on the course. And I'm watching him run this race with people who take away all of my excuses to not be successful and to not try. I'm watching him run this grueling 24-hour race with people who are amputees and cancer survivors and people who have seizure disorders. I'm watching him run with people who don't fit the typical idea of what an athlete looks like. I'm watching him run with people who are blind and they run this course with um, a guide that tells them where they're going on the course. And each time I'm going, I can do this. Like there's no reason I can't do this. So I decided that I was going to run the 24 hour race in 2017. I spent all year training. I did a total of almost 20 obstacle course races over the 2017 season. And I ended with the 24 hour race. And I truly believe that everything that I have in my business right now, in my life right now, everything that I have in my world that I see as a success can be directly traced back to the skills and resources that I gained being willing to run that race. Now I've added to them, I've learned new skills, but the courage and ability to Push myself constantly further than I have ever allowed myself to go. I soon started realizing if I can run 24 hours in the desert, I can open my own business. If I can run 24 hours in the desert, I can speak on stages. If I can run 24 hours in the desert, I can do all of the things that terrify me in my personal and professional life. So when I started coaching, I started encouraging people to get out of their comfort zone and start doing something such as a 10 mile race, not necessarily a 24 hour one, but just get out and do something that really terrifies you, that allows you to see how far you grow and watch how the willingness to put yourself in those situations and grow from them will change your life.
0: Well, you talk about being a success architect. Tell us what the definition of a success architect is.
1: Yeah. So success architect has been kind of an evolutionary definition for me. It started because... I wanted to keep a piece of my dad close to me. And my dad was a contractor. And when I think back about some of my amazing memories of him, I can always remember how excited he got whenever he would get to play around with blueprinting on a CAD program and then get to bring those blueprints that he had created into real life through building houses and and actually creating something that didn't exist before. So when I first started my coaching brand, Success Architect was a nod towards him. The more that my brand developed and the more that I realized what I actually do for people, the more it became almost prophetic that that's what it should have been all along. The ability to really help somebody design the life that they've always wanted. So if you think about an architect for a building, they sit down and they create plans, they create a blueprint for what they want to build. And then they look at what tools and resources they're going to need in order to bring that into reality. And then they look at who they need in order to make that happen. As I'm helping somebody build the life that they've always wanted, we take the same approach. We sit down and we design a blueprint for what an ideal life looks like for them. What's their definition of success in all areas of their life? And how do we design this blueprint in a way that creates a life they can love and grow with and be happy with? And then we introduce them to the tools and resources they need in order to execute that blueprint. And then we encourage them to surround themselves with the people who can help them execute that plan.
0: Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on? In what way? Like what kind of projects? Stuff that listeners can be on the lookout for it and look forward to from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast is always going. So the podcast is at I think 230 or 240 episodes right now. So that's always releasing new content, which is always fun to hear from listeners on what their favorite episodes are. So you can find that at more than corporate.com. I have a Group coaching program that we are starting based upon my life wheel approach. So if you go to successdevelopmentsolutions.com solutions.com slash life wheel, you can download a free copy of my life wheel goal setting worksheet. And this will allow you to identify what success means to you and teach you how to set goals that you can actually start working towards. And then if that is valuable to you, we have a group coaching program that we are building will be 12 weeks long and I expect it to launch towards the end of May. So anybody who is interested in that can download the free guide and then we can have a conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that podcast because I forgot to ask you about that. Kind of kind of, give us more details about that. Let Let listeners know what they can expect when they listen to it.
1: Yeah. So the podcast releases usually two episodes per week. It's a guest episode on Mondays and a solo episode on Fridays. And the podcast is really related about Or I'm sorry, really designed to help people understand that there is no single definition of success throughout all of the episodes that I've done. I have always asked every single one of my guests the same question. And that's what does success mean to you? And of all the episodes that I've done, I've never gotten the same answer twice. I think that it's very common for us to believe that there's a unified way to reach success and that it's this destination. That we get to go to and live in. And the reality is, it's a constant journey with constant evaluation, and that the definition of success is constantly changing. So with every guest that I bring on, they have different backgrounds and different experiences and different goals moving forward. And it's all designed for the purpose of helping people understand the evolution of what success really looks like and the constant exciting journey that it is to be able to adjust and pivot whenever you feel like it's appropriate in your life.
0: Well, give us your your websites again and throw out all your full contact information so listeners can keep up with you.
1: Absolutely. So the best way to contact me is to go to successdevelopmentsolutions.com. On there, you can get access to all of my social media sites. You can also get access to the newsletter as well as any free resources that are available. You can access the podcast there. there's a link on my website to my free Facebook group as well. The Facebook group is called success center, and you can request to join that where we really work as a community to help people understand their goals, be able to move towards and have this safe space to try things and fail and try again and learn from those. And it's just a really amazing, supportive community. All of that is found at the home base of successdevelopmentsolutions.com.
0: Close us out with some final thoughts. Anything that I missed talking about that you would like to touch on or, or any final thoughts for the listeners?
1: No, I think it's been incredibly valuable. I hope that it's been valuable. And I would love to hear from the listeners on what You took the most out of the episode and where you found the most value. I do believe, and this is how I close every single one of my podcast episodes. I really do believe that every single person has the ability to design the life they've always wanted and you owe it to yourself to have the courage to live it. So if you aren't absolutely in love with the life that you are living or building, Putting more time and effort and energy into building that life, isn't it going to make it any better? At some point, we have to be willing to step back, reevaluate and find out who we're building it for and whether or not we want to pivot. And I just really encourage people to have the courage to ask themselves those questions.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Success Development successdevelopmentsolutions.com, Amber Farman. Be sure to check her out. She's definitely dropped some gems and gave us all some great information and gave us some stuff to think about like we really think success is in our own lives. So be sure to follow, rate, review, and share this episode to as many people as possible so they can determine what success is really in their lives. And be sure to follow, rate, and review and Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Amber Furman, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun.
0: For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.